Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Uh, good morning. Why don't you uh, have a seat and uh, get comfortable. It's great to see, see you all. Big welcome to visitors here, visitors from interstate and, uh, and for the baptism. We're so glad you're here. You know, the, um, uh, the ABC did a survey of Australia and they surveyed 54,000 people. So it's, it's not a small survey. And uh, the big things in the survey, the things that people disagree the most about, and that's, that's where they are either vehemently opposed or vehemently against, were in order going up to number one, third biggest one, the decline in the traditional family is is good or bad, um, that there are more than two genders. That was a, a thing where there was a big, a, a passionate debate either side. And the most important one was Australia Day. You know, what do we do with Australia Day? And But on the things that they agreed with the most... Um, it was that people need to be more kind and people need to be, get together more. And uh, it's said that f- there's only 50% who are rarely or never lonely that were surveyed. 50%. The other 50% said, yes, I'm sometimes or always or quite lonely. So, so good to meet together, uh, to do church together. This is really good. That's great for in so many ways for us. Yeah. So it's good to see you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for uh, being together and thank you that, Lord, you are with us and Holy Spirit, you are with us and we just invite you to speak to us as I speak and, Lord, just uh, bring out what you want to, to change our lives, to, to move us forward, to give us that future and a hope yes. that this would be part of that that you promise us. You're so good to us and we thank you that even though we're here together, you are here right with us also. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so um, backing up with what's been spoken about in our church the last few weeks, uh, I've had Pastor Steve with a series on the armour of God and... uh, uh, had the gear as well to help demonstrate and the swords and everything. Uh, so good about wearing armour, figurative armour to fight the battles in our lives because let's face it, lo- life is difficult sometimes and there's battles and uh, things that we face and uh, we want to face that them in the right way. We want to face them with the battle in the right perspective, knowing that God is with us and whoever is with us is greater than that one that is against us. So, so, so good. And Pastor Kylie last week uh, followed that up with talking about relating us to being like soldiers. And uh, in the Christian walk where we train and have repetition and take care of our comrades and have a battle cry of worship and follow direction and uh, stays at our posts, stay at his and her posts. And um, one thing that struck me was uh, she talked about training and repetition that a soldier does. And uh, there's a term called muscle memory where uh, you do lots of things lots and lots of times over 
and it becomes easy. And uh, uh, if you do it over something the same over a long period of time, and Pastor Kylie was encouraging us that that would be reading God's Word, worshipping and coming in prayer before our Heavenly Father, um, eventually allowing it to be performed with little or no conscious effort. That's what muscle memory is. And, uh, you know, we want walking with God to become second nature with, to us because it is what we need in our lives. And so a sports person like you think, you go and uh, go to, if I went to a cricket net and they had the Australian bowlers bowling to me at 150 k's an hour, uh, I wouldn't, hopefully it wouldn't hit me, uh, hopefully it would just go past me because I wouldn't be even seeing it. But batsmen, because of muscle memory, they play bowling of that speed because it's, it's instinct. It's, they don't, the ball's coming down, you've got 0.6 of a second before it gets to you. Uh, you don't say, um, um, what shall I do? Well, shall I hit it that way or that way? But they play it because they go on instinct. So uh, I'm, I was encouraged to, to press on in God and that it might something, some of those things would become more and more second nature in my life and uh, so the challenge has been there and it's been so good and uh, Jesus is continuing to knock on our heart's door and uh, I've got some points today going forward in in line with all of that about our thinking and our motivation and our motives in our lives how does that sound to you And the, and the message is entitled, What Do You Think? I've, it's been an interesting day for us. We, we had the ambulance at our house this morning at about 7 o'clock with uh, my daughter uh, had a, um, a fit and fell and banged her head and uh, she's up in the hospital right now. So it was an interesting start to the day for us. Uh, I was in the shower and uh, uh, heard a blood-curdling scream as... <laughs> Someone, one of the girls had discovered Darcy and uh, I thought, now is that just someone who's borrowed someone's T-shirt and, and hasn't asked? Uh, does, <laughs> was that, or is that something different? It was, <laughs> it was something different, but my daughter's doing, doing really good, so yeah. Um, so the message, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And... Um, you know, our thinking is a huge thing in it for our lives. It's it's what we what we base what our actions come from is our thinking, and uh, so if we have a heart right with healthy motives, with godly motives, we're going to be a powerhouse for God. We're going to be so good uh, working with God. Has got something to work with, hasn't He? If we've got our heart and our motives uh, bang on and, and following Him. If, if our motives and our heart are all about us and, and selfishness and uh, comparison with others and, and those types of things and uh, what, what, you know, things aren't fair, all of that sort of stuff, how are we going to go? Not the same, no. But a heart with a right, with healthy motives is a great heart that God can use. And uh, I said to the nine o'clock people, I am an expert to talk on this matter because I know the bad side of it. I know, I know the wrong side of it. I've worked out most of that. Um, so, but we're going to talk about the good side of it. <laughs> because I want to encourage us to, to grow and to go forward. 
So um, about four or five little questions here, um, and uh, that will take us through. You're thinking, you're, thinking is, ah, oh, we're influenced by lots of things with our thinking, aren't we? And uh, it's today we're going to just be thinking on God's Word, because that's a great source of our thinking. We can get our thinking from others, can't we? I remember one particular occasion, a uh, long time ago, I was in youth leadership, and we had a camp out at a friend's farm, and uh, the Saturday night, we were having a talent night, and uh, there wasn't a lot of talent there, I've got to tell you. <laughs> so, we were scratching around for some talent, and uh, and uh, I'd, I'd mentioned something that I'd seen this is late 80s, you might think it's lame, but anyway, we thought it was great, that you would get someone and you'd put a blindfold on them and you'd put them on this board and uh, they were flying a plane and you're narrating a a plane ride and you've got people on each corner of the board and you say you're taking off now and the plane starts to wobble and all of that and you go through this plane ride, the person's blindfolded and uh, the person thinks they're miles in the air but they're about this far off the ground. And then you say, we've hit, we've hit turbulence, you've got your parachute, you've got to jump, you've got to jump out. So they do this big jump, but they're only that far off the ground. So <laughs> it was fun and uh, back then. But I got encouraged, I got talked into doing this at this camp and uh, there was a lot of things wrong with this, doing it this time. Uh, a lot of things wrong. For, our, for instance, we were in this shed and it had a stage uh, and it was about a metre and a half high. That's where we were doing the concert. And uh, I, I should have <laughs> killed it right there. But no, no, we, we, we uh, power on ahead. Then we pick the guy who's a lovely guy called Harry to, to be the man on the thing. He's, you know, he t- can take a joke. But he's terrible with balance and stuff. And the other thing is we had four four guys on the corner of the board and their muscles... About this thick, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't very strong guys. So uh, the the perfect storm was we're they're struggling with Harry. I'm starting off. Oh, you're taking off now, Harry. Oh, you're taking off. Oh no, you're going over the edge of the stage, <laughs> and and um, dropped a meter and a half onto the concrete, and and uh, and he had um, internal bleeding, and uh, and I ran into him last year in the. Uh, <laughs> My mother was in high dependency unit in Mount Gambier Hospital and so was he. And uh, he'd had a run-in with a bull in a stockyard and, I was, and he had internal bleeding. And I said, nothing's changed, Harry. <laughs> he said, don't, your laughing hurts me. <laughs> but, but, but I got talked into, talked into something and uh, against my better judgment... Um, we we did something that we shouldn't have done. It was I felt awful that that whole weekend. It was terrible. Um, he, yeah, he remembered it to 25 years on. So we can we can get our thoughts from people, or or from ourselves, or you know from all sorts of things. But what do we think? Where do we need to get our thoughts from? Um, the first question. I've got to ask you and me, is has your thinking slash motives led you astray? Have they led you astray? And there's an answer. I've got an answer to all of these. There's always a comeback. Psalm 51 verse 10. 
is a period where King David in the Bible totally went off the rails and sinned against God and uh, got, too, got too big for himself and thought he was above the law and God brought him low and King David's prayer was, create a new clean heart within me, fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. And you know what? God did that <laughs> because his, ministry, he, his kingship didn't finish there. He was restored and, uh, and, and carried on with that most successful uh, era in Israel's history. God did, God did create a new clean heart in him. Psalm 145, I didn't check whether this is one of David's or not as well, but it says, The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. If we belong to him and we fall and we're bowed down, there's a promise there that he, li- he will lift us up if we allow him to. Is that good? Is that, that is so good. That is so good. He will lift us up if we allow him to. And, uh, you know, the enemy hits us with his best shot, but that will never be good enough if we go straight back to God and uh, say, the accuser is accusing me, and God says, well, this is what I say about you. And it's, uh, it's totally different. Um, the next point, looking elsewhere for fulfilment, seek God. And I, I won't go through the passage, but... Uh, if Pastor Steve's been giving us uh, homework of uh, Matthew 5 to 7, uh, here's something to look at. Look at this closely. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 to 16. And it's basically saying that all the fullness of God is available to us because of Christ Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. And uh, just absolutely wonderful. There's no need to look anywhere else for fulfilment. In fact, that won't, it won't fulfill like God can. Point number three, can I be fixed? And the answer is absolutely yes. Romans 12.2, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, good, pleasing, perfect will. You're not only transformed if we put our trust in God, but there's a key to the door of what God's will is. Do you want to know that you're on the right path for the future, for what happens tomorrow, for what happens on Tuesday? The key to the door of God's will, being transformed. So we need to see the danger of unhealthy thinking and unhealthy motives. You know, a good question to ask yourself, what would God say about this attitude here? Is this, is this right? Uh, is, is there, even though it's, there's justice in it is, is it, is it the right attitude to have? No, no. He'll, he will tell you. He will give you the, the sense of what's right and what's wrong. And if you're asking the question, it, there's a fair chance that it's not right to start with anyway because that's the Holy Spirit prompting you. God's so wonderful and uh, so powerful. Um, yeah, and I'll do that in a second. We're going all right with these points. <laughs> um, next question. A couple more questions. What does thinking right result in? 
Well, it results in incredible rewards. Psalm 24. Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by false God. This is what happens to right th- people who have right thinking. This is the results here. Verse 5. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. God will bring blessing and vindication when we've got clean hands and a pure heart. There we are. There's your thinking. There's your motivation. All there. If they're clean, what a great blessing. Oh, God, why aren't you blessing me? Well, maybe we need to have a look in that area. Do a do an inventory of what you, where your thinking is going there and now. So, yep. God's so good. You know, I was reading a book. Uh, he's so powerful. And, uh, you know, we think this is an inward sort of message, like this is about me and God. But God's so powerful. I was reading a book uh, called Eternity in Their Hearts. And it's all about tribes of people around the world and there'd be 50 examples in this book it's amazing of tribes where modern day missionaries have gone to those countries to evangelize them for the Christ, for Christian for Christianity and they've seen some amazing things there a guy called Symes he was a Scot and he went to Burma um, modern day Myanmar it is now isn't it and uh he, he wanted to go and, and minister to the Karen people. Have you heard of the Karen, K-A-R-E-N? No. Um, anyway, he got to the place where these guys were and uh, they said, ah, oh, and the, the main man, he says, ah, oh, I had a vision that a white brother would be coming to see us and he's supposed to bring a book. He's supposed to bring a book, the Bible. And... and uh, and the Bible was going to be about a person called Y slash W A, Yahweh, God. And this is stuff that, that so many of these tribes have had stories brought down through the generations, which are the Christian story. It's incredible. God is real. God has, well, the stuff from the Bible is real. There's modern day evidence of people hearing for the first time about this Jesus. And it's, uh, you know, it's from from God. Um, my hometown, I, there's one of the mainline churches, there's a lot of Karen people in that town and they've got a Karen service and it's as big as the other the other church service, you know, it's just the legacy of what God's put a seed in people's lives. So God is so powerful. I, I wanted to put that in to encourage you, yeah, but I don't know where I am now as on my, on my notes. <laughs> The last main point, what can't we face? What can't we face with God? And there's nothing. 1 Samuel 30, there's a story of King David and uh, his own people had turned against him and he was distressed because of something that he hadn't done and he just hadn't been there for them when he was doing something else. And uh, the people wanted to stone him and David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David strengthened himself 
in the Lord is God. There's lots of things we face, aren't there? What, what can't we face? Well, there's nothing. There's, there's things in life that don't make sense. I was reading this week about um, a great speaker from America called Pastor Glenn Berto. He's had a massive heart attack and uh, they're not sure what's going on with him. And, he, and he's an incredible speaker. I remember going to hear him in... Um, in Melbourne for a men's conference, Pastor Steve organised us all to go down to Melbourne for a men's conference and then Pastor Steve pulled out at the last minute and went to hospital instead. And, uh, but <laughs> Brett and I went and uh, it was just incredible. We were, we were up the front <laughs> at the first meeting, we were bang straight out the front <laughs> and uh, repenting for, for everything. Amazing, powerful ministry and what's going on there? God's got it. God's got it. We pray for his, his total healing and because and, uh, he's got an amazing church, the House of Modesto in, in California. Yeah, but w- what can't we face? There's nothing. David, his own people turned on him and were going to stone him. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. The enemy hits me with his best shot, but his best shot will never be enough. We're going to finish here and uh, my final thing to show you is a a hymn um, an old hymn and a verse from the first verse of an old hymn and uh, may I just pray this over us as we finish may the mind of Christ my saviour live in me from day to day by his love and power controlling all I do and say and might I add all I think as well yeah amen thank you Ash I'm reminded in Romans 8 28 it says that and God can make all things work together for good for those that are in Christ Jesus and are called according to his purposes and Ashley shared a story in the um, in the first service at the 9am that I, I thought He didn't do it because of time, but I'm going to share it because it's a great story. Just recently, he had let, by accident, his insurance on his home and contents lapse. You know how paperwork nowadays and things, you you can just miss it sometimes. And he's a very astute young man that keeps on top of his paperwork really well, but he missed this one and very annoyed with himself that he had to do that. And but they said, look, it's actually lapsed so long that we have to do a whole new policy. We, you, you can't just pay it. You've got to do a whole new policy. And Ash is like on the phone to him like, okay, yes, let's do a whole new policy then. And he's at work and it's going to take quite a long time to do it. So over his lunch break, an hour, he's sitting there on the phone with his. And they said at the end of it, oh, well, going through it, do you want to, you know, upgrading some of your contents? Do you want your computers and, you know, things covered? And he's like, oh, yeah, we might as well do that. And after it all said and done, he rang up Janine and, and spoke, you know, with faith and confidence to her. Not really. He complained and said, oh, I can't believe it. No, if I'd only just done that, then this wouldn't happen. Cut a long story short. <laughs> Thank you. Friday night, um, Darcy had her MacBook Air here, Darcy's his daughter, and Chelsea grabbed it and went out to the car and was talking to someone and put it on the roof of her car. Oh, you know where this is going already, don't you? And um, 
John found it out in front of the church property and it had been blessed by many cars running over top of it and um, destroyed it. But only a few days ago, Ashley had redone his insurance, which could have worked out to be really annoying and all that, but he's covered now. So, so God can make all things work together for good. And it's about keeping your attitude right and focusing on, okay, God, because sometimes you might not get that benefit. It might be that your computer gets written off and there's no insurance to back it up. What do you do in that situation? What do you do in a situation where you get a bad report about health? What do you do in a situation where you have a bad breakup in relationship? Because you can, you can look at it a certain way or you can keep your thinking in line with, okay, Father, what do you want to teach me through this? And what do you want to do in me through this? And that's a powerful place to be if you can stand on those two things. What do you want to teach me in this moment? Because there's seasons that we go through, even the, um, in Psalms, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear evil, because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they guide me. Your teachings, your instructions, your, your boundaries, they will comfort and guard me. Even though I go through the shadow, the valley of the shadow. Of death. So if you're going through hell at the moment, don't stop. Don't stay there. Go through it. And ask God, what do you want to teach me in this season of my life? And what do you want to do in me through this season of life? If you have that perspective in life, I can tell you now, God can teach you some wisdom and He can give you some understanding that's not just for your life, but it'll create an atmosphere of confidence and peace in your life that will infect and affect others. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.